The Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 5 says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Darkness. What a big subject. Evocative, worrying, negative. Darkness is not something that we all like to talk about. Well, how many of you, you were afraid of darkness when you were a child? Well, if it's you, type me. Or maybe it's not you, then type not me. Or how many of you, you're still afraid of the darkness until now? I want to tell you this story. Um, I was very timid uh, when I was a child, when I was growing up. And I was super afraid of the darkness. I do not know why. I just get very fearful whenever there is a sudden power cut or darkness. I don't know, maybe uh, there was one time when we went to watch a movie and there was a power cut in the cinema and we were stuck in there for like an hour before the electricity came back and nobody left the cinema. Those were the days. Uh, you know what? It annoyed me that I couldn't control this fear. It just crippling, paralyzing. Um, so how did I overcame that when I was growing up? I, I used to carry with me, and uh, please don't laugh at me. I used to carry with me a calculator. You know, those days, the calculator with the green light, I would carry it with me. And when I had that fear came upon me, I would, you know, key in as many numbers as possible so that there will be some light. I just wanted to see some light. Or, or whenever I go to bed and other people wanted to turn off the light, I will have a Casio watch that have the light button function and I will press the light and somewhat gives me relief. Yep, that was how bad it was. And uh, I guess it was the void that haunts me uh, while growing up. But that is only physical darkness. But in life, as we grow older, we also experience both uh, emotional and spiritual darkness. But let's just talk about emotional or mental darkness. What is that? It is an internal turmoil, chaos, confusion, or even frustration, disappointment, depression, pain, formlessness, or prolonged uncertainty. And, and it creates that emotional baggage on the inside of us, that heavy burden that doesn't seem to go away. Perhaps we can be happy for a while when we talk to a friend or when we go out for a movie or go out for a meal with family, but then we revert back into that default position whenever we go through this emotional darkness on the inside of us. I, I would consider myself a happy and positive person, outgoing and optimistic. But there was a period of about four years in my life that I experienced prolonged anxiety and pain. I couldn't sleep at night. I had to take sleeping pills and um, that was really, really bad. It was a dark time in my life and I know, I know the pain when someone is mentally tortured and emotionally in darkness and in pain. It, it was torturous. It, is, it felt like a tunneling down a deep, dark 
unending hole. I want to give thanks to God that I got out of it, not through medication or any other self-help methods out there. I got out of it because of a touch from heaven, a touch from God. It wasn't instantaneous, but it was a journey of bringing myself back to God that ultimately healed me. Darkness is only present due to the absence of light. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you tonight as we bring ourselves to be gathered, to hear the Word of God, to be in your presence. Some of us, we are probably experiencing darkness. This whole entire period has caused so much frustration and heavy weight over our lives and it becomes painful and it's so frustrating. It doesn't seem like there's a way out. But God, tonight, as we look at your Word, Father, we want to know that ultimately it is in you, through you, O oh God, that this life will live according to the purpose and the plan that you have for us. And so, Father, as we open our hearts right now, God, minister to us through the Word of God and through your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm not sure in our midst, some of us, Maybe we are in the thick of that darkness. Maybe some of us, we are not. The prevailing turmoil that was within me was only lifted once the Word of God entered my being, entered my soul, entered my spirit. Psalms 119, 130 says, the entrance of your Word gives light. And I want to take us back to the Gospel of John as we take this Lent season leading to tonight, Good Friday, uh, as we reflect and study upon the Gospel of John, looking at the life of Christ, His sacrifice, His suffering, His life, His ministry, of course, His victory on the cross. I want us to look at this opening verses of the Gospel of John. Chapter 1 verse 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. What does it mean? The phrase, the darkness has not understood it means the darkness of evil never has and never will overcome or extinguish God's light. The darkness will never overcome the light of God. So it is absurd to think that just because there is darkness and there is light, that darkness is equal in its power and influence in comparison to the light of God. No, it, there's no comparison at all. Darkness is only there because there is an absence of light. And so, yes, we talk about physical darkness. I was afraid of, you know, being in a dark room or in a dark place or we talk about emotional darkness, mentally we are struggling on the inside, um, pain, disappointment, failures, rejection and all that. But I guess the ultimate darkness in life, the ultimate enemy 
the most fearsome enemy of darkness on this side of life has got to be death. It is a taboo subject. We, especially those of us who are Chinese, we don't want to talk about it because it is bad luck. It is negative. It is, shh, don't talk about it. You know, um, don't even bring it up. During Chinese New Year, don't you even dare use that word in any form or in any sentences. We watched the docuseries earlier. Kaysen shared with us how it was like coping with the passing of his own dear brother. Death has got to really be the ultimate enemy of life. At best, don't mention. And so Jesus entered the scene. In the gospel, you hear how he lived his life, how he fasted, he was tested, and how he suffered and then he sacrificed his own life and then he was victorious. But before we reach that part, and of course, when the days of the Bible, they, they never knew what was going to be the outcome. And as Jesus' influence uh, began to grow and uh, more and more people were following him, the Jews were upset. They, they were upset because, you know what? They, they were not bad people. They were waiting for the Messiah. They just didn't expect the Messiah to come in this manner, in this way. They, they wanted the Savior to be different. And so, what did they do? They plotted to put a charge on him, accuse Jesus for being blasphemous so that he could be killed. He could be crucified, hung on the cross uh, through the Roman Empire. You know what? Little did they know that death was the enemy that Jesus needed to subdue. It was not something that was optional to Him, Christ. Our Savior, our Lord, had to be hung on the cross. Yes, to pay for the death of our sin, but not just that. It was the show, the ultimate expression of His love, of His mercy and of the grace of God upon our lives. Darkness. While darkness is often accompanied with the conception of death in Scripture, darkness at the crucifixion as we remember Good Friday today, displays God's displeasure on humankind for crucifying His Son. That when you read the Scripture, you realize there was a period of darkness when Jesus was hung on the cross. It also indicates that darkness, God's judgment on evil. And so darkness, apart from just the physical darkness I talk about, the emotional darkness that I talk about, the spiritual darkness, it's when men are separated from God. When we are separated from the God who creates us, we are separated in fellowship from the God who want us to be able to experience Him that the ultimate darkness in life is sin. What is sin? Sin is rebellion against God. Sin is missing the mark, the standard of God. Sin is doing things that is against the Word of God, the will of God. And, and sin is, 
It's sin. It is not just a weakness. It's not just a problem. It is an intrinsic issue on the inside of us where we begin to do things that we know we shouldn't do and we know that things that we should do that we fail to do. And that was precisely for this reason. God has to become man in the form of Jesus Christ and dwell among us so that we may see Him, we may experience Him and experience the goodness of God, the love of God for us. So at the cross, Christ's death exhibits the opening of salvation to everybody through the death of God's Son. It was an invitation. It was uh, an opening where God is saying, hey, you know what? You can't do this. Let me do it for you. When you appropriate Christ in your life, your sin may be forgiven. And why, you might wonder, that this God had to die. Why, you wonder, there's even a cross for all of us believers. Because the ultimate enemy of darkness in life is not death, but the eternal separation from God the Father caused by our sin, the eternal separation from God the Father caused by our sin. Something that you and I are not capable to overcome, to deal with, to sort with. And we can't fix this problem. Even if you and I are most sincere with our ability or with our feeble human endeavor, we try to do good, but you and I know that the sin issue is still there. And that was the reason why Jesus had to die on the cross so that with the blood that He shed on the cross, purchase us back, redeem us from the curse of sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. So God made Christ, who had no sin, to be sin for us, all right? So that through Christ, we might now be made right with God again. That you and I can have access back to God the Father, the God who created us. That this darkness, whether it is physical, emotional or spiritual, it will no longer prevail in our lives. It will no longer be the bondage that holds us down. Christ had made it possible. He became the bridge, if you like. He became the sacrifice, if you like. And so, but in order for us to understand that, we need to first understand that there is a sin problem with every one of us. Have you actually realized that growing up, you don't need anyone to teach you how to say a lie and you know how to do it. Uh, does that frustrate you that you actually know how to blame your brother for something that you have done wrong? Nobody taught you. I am very sure nobody taught you. Your parents didn't sit down over dinner one night and teach you how to lie. I used, I mean, I lie all the time growing up, like blame it on my younger brother. And I see it in my own two boys right now. That was the sinful nature. And in as much as we try to teach our children, 
in as much as we ourselves try to live up to the standard of God, we know we will never ever make it. And, and that's precisely why God had to come. God had to send Jesus Christ for us to pay the ultimate price of sin, which is death and eternal separation from God the Father. You and I were made for something greater and you and I were made for eternity. And that is why every Good Friday, for those of us who are believers, we reflect on the life and the work of Christ on the cross so that we make our lives count here on earth, so that we, in our pursuit of God, we want to know God because we are going to spend eternity with Him and we are going to be used by God as a vessel here on earth to preach the gospel to, so that others can experience the goodness and the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And to those who do not yet know Jesus, to those of us who are still searching, who are still seeking, and we, we try to have this means or that way or that method to deal with that inter, internal moil, uh, turmoil on the inside of us, I want you to know that those are taken care of the ultimate enemy has been taken care of by God through His Son, Jesus Christ. So tonight, as we come together to watch this, I don't know what is your struggle. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know how your life is, really. Maybe it's, it's smooth sailing. You're doing well. It's just that there is something missing and that something missing is your purpose in life. You wonder, now that I've done well, I've earned all the money, I have my house, I have my car, I have an investment, I have everything. What is that something that is missing? What is that thing that you're still looking for? The void, the gap that is on the inside of you? You know, to discover tonight, I pray, through the Word of God that I've been sharing, and as I draw this to a close, you may encounter your Creator. But to those who are in pain, you know, you are spiraling down this tunnel of darkness, emotional pain, of rejection or the loss of someone you love. And it's becoming so painful. Tonight, I pray as I read this to you, you may find light. Can I say this one more time? Yes, that though darkness and light seems to be two words that are opposite of each other, but darkness is never in comparison to the light of God. Darkness is never has equal power in terms of influence, in terms of might, in comparison to the light of God. There is no way that this darkness can overcome light. And, let me sh and, and, and now let me show you from the scripture in John chapter 3. What did God do for you and for me? Before you decide, before you make a decision, before you consider whether you want this light or need this light or not, the choice is obviously yours. John chapter 3 verse 16. I know Christians are very familiar. Even, even if you're not a Christian, if you have been to church once or twice, you probably have heard this before. But tonight, I want to say this. Too often, we just read verse 16 and we miss out the rest. 
but the rest are so important. And that's where I want to show you. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. Whoever believes in Jesus, tonight, if you believe in Jesus, this is the promise of God that you will have eternal life. But what did God send Jesus to do? For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Jesus' role was not to condemn you and me. Jesus' main objective is to save the world. God's objective is to save the world through Jesus. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever who does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So if you believe, you'll not be condemned. But if you don't, you're in darkness, you're already in condemnation. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. Christ has come into the world. But people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Whoever lives by the truth the truth of God has come into the light. My friends, if you're watching us tonight, I want you to know the choice is very clear. It's either darkness or it's light. But if you choose light, then this light will always overcome the darkness, whether it is physical darkness you're afraid of or emotional darkness that you're grappling with or spiritual darkness, the the inability or, or, or not knowing God, not knowing what salvation is all about, not having peace, not knowing what happens after I die. Tonight, can I tell you the love of God? God did not send Jesus to the world to judge the world, but that the world may be saved through Him. God is a good God. He's a gracious and generous Father where He knows we can't, that's when He will, and He did, gave us the biggest gift of life called Jesus Christ. And so I don't want you to miss this opportunity on this Good Friday. Whether you're home on your own and nobody's around, whether you're sitting with your whole family and all of you, maybe you've never heard about Jesus before. Why don't this Good Friday, you make this decision and say, we no longer want darkness we want light. We want Christ. What does the death of Jesus Christ do for us? He died on the cross to pay for the death, debt of our sin so that you may be forgiven and that you can have a relationship with God, with Jesus. And so I want to invite you. If you've never invited Jesus into your life, I want you to say this prayer with me. Yep, it feels easy. On our part, it is not easy because it, it requires your will to say, yes, I need God. I need Jesus. I want to give my life to Him, right? But on God's part, it was far from easy. Jesus had to suffer on the cross, crucified, 
that His blood could wash us from all our sin. God did all the heavy lifting and now you're going to open your heart and lift up the name of Jesus Christ. So if tonight you want to have the peace of God, you want to have the hope of all eternity, say this prayer with me. Father God, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for speaking in deep into my soul. Yes, God, there are darkness, physical, emotional, and spiritual. But I'm so glad that you're not the God of darkness, you are the God of light. And when you turn up, when light is there, darkness will not stand a chance. And so God, today I admit that my life is in darkness. I've sinned in my life. And so Father, I want to open my heart right now to receive Jesus Christ into my life to be my Lord and my Saviour. I need Him because I need my sin to be washed away so that I can come into light to have a relationship with You. Thank You, Father, for loving me. Thank You, Father God, for accepting me for who I am. And so, God, I place my life in Your hands. I'll learn to pray. I'll learn to read the Word of God to know You and that I will walk with You all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. If you say that prayer for the very first time, I want you, apart from raising your hand at the moments that we've created for you, um, feel free to connect with any of our staff, our leaders, and also our pastors. We're more than happy to begin that new walk with you as you discover more about God. Before we go, I want to remind you this Sunday, we're going to watch episode 2 of the docu-series, 10 a.m. on Sunday.